My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers! <laughs> oh, that was awesome. I turned and caught Nicole snapping a pic. I had to. That's going to be on our Instagram. I think she's trying to get me dancing. Uh, she's trying to get us getting <laughs> podcasting in here. Get the podcast get going. It. So let's get going. I'm excited for this episode. This is exciting. This is an episode that I have been wanting to do. Yes. And it's such a massive topic that it's we're going to have to do so. <laughs> and the subject is huge, too. <laughs> We're going to have to do so many podcasts on this yeah, eventually. we will pick them up. Because there's no way I can cover a bunch nearly yeah. half or even scratch the surface of this. So yeah. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. And you were holding the world's cutest thing. And did you know you dressed to match him today? Look at how cute you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I channeled my Pacific Northwest Yeah, you did. Yeah, and, you did. Yeah, so. We are talking Pacific Northwest. Yeah. She is holding a very cute, snuggly creature. Although the real one that we're going to be talking about later. Is not very is snuggly. Not very snuggly. <laughs> but I think super cute. It's, it's cute. Bigfoot. Hey. Our very first Bigfoot what episode. What up, Sasquatch? Yeah. And so we're going to very, very, very lightly scratch the surface of Bigfoot. We will do many of him because he yeah. is my favorite cryptid. Yeah, me too. I love Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. So this is a fun one. This is going to be excited. a super fun podcast. Yeah, yeah. So let's go into stitches so we can get to story time sooner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I'm excited. You're cute. What has you in stitches, Nicole? What has me in stitches? It's very opposite of the last week. So um, I had my first Reiki session. <gasps> yeah. Oh, this yeah. This weeks ago, obviously, when this airs. But yeah, I had my first Reiki session. I wanted to hear about this. Yeah. You've that's been wanna... keeping this a secret from me. <laughs> well, because I was like, oh, that's a good stitch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me. No, it was really cool. It was very relaxing. It was 50 minutes long. So your good friend, who is the mom of one of your kids. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Not mom of your kid, but your kid's friend. <laughs> that would be me. That would make sense. Yes. Yes. A good, good friend is is a mom okay anyway <laughs> so she happens to be she dabbles in reiki and it's awesome she's getting more into it she's you know known about this and herself for a long time so it was 50 minutes long and it was very very calming and she mm -hmm. like explained like it's very similar to like a massage where you fall asleep a lot of the time yeah or you're like kind of half dreaming but half awake yeah and, yeah yeah but yeah it was cool because it's at one point so she you know she actually touched me and not just put her hands over me because I said, that's fine. I don't care. And at one point she put it on my shoulders mm -hmm. up here where I have all my tension. Yeah. Just, did you just feel it go away? I felt tingling. It was oh, that's so, so cool. weird. Yeah. Cause I, everywhere else was like kind of just normal. But when she touched me there, my arms like tingling kind of went down. Oh, that's cool. My arms. Yeah. That's so cool. And she's like, yeah. And then really it doesn't matter where I touch you because usually the energy will move. It does. It moves. Did you feel it move? It. That's the only place where I kind of felt it moving uh -huh. everywhere else. I was just kind of relaxed and it just felt warm and like calming. And you know, what's funny though, after I was done, I was like, oh, this was great. I get home and I'm all grumpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think it just like, I needed to work later. Cause she's like, she explained it. She's like, it takes some time too. It's still kind of like a massage. It kind of right. goes through you for a few, you know, days. It has or so. to work through your system. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So 
maybe that's why I'm so cool about everything now. Like I know are... you were like so happy. You're in the best <laughs> mood ever I right know. now. So maybe it kind of had to like work itself through. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. That's so cool. So it was really awesome. I'm so thankful I was able to do it. Thank you. Shout out. And yeah, maybe I'll do more in the future, but yeah. that was a really cool experience. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've had several versions of Reiki happen at different points in my life. So one time, this is interesting because it, it was before your time at the university that we used to work together at. Yeah. The woman that held your position before you. Oh, gosh. You know who I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Okay. So I was pregnant with my first child mm -hmm. and she came over to my office and she she told me that she studied Reiki and wanted to do a quick little session oh, on my belly. And okay. I was like, okay. okay. sure." And so she just, you know, very lightly put her hands over, wasn't touching, but over. And I could feel the baby move <gasps> toward her. Whoa. And she would just kind of move her hand and I could feel everything move around. Interesting. So that was really cool to wow. feel that. And then um, another time I had a student that would also do like zero balancing and then she would also work with crystals and okay so zero balancing is more hands-on yeah. but you feel it's energy movement too mm. so she would put her hands on certain parts of my body yeah and I could feel the energy shift yeah and then I also have a little bit what is it called when you see colors aura Sinisteria. oh I don't know what it is I just know you, you, that's your aura right like well your... aura yes aura is you see colors right. over that but like a lot of times when I'm doing something a lot of people will experience this when they're making music or listening to music they'll see colors oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that happens to me sometimes I'll see colors mm -hmm. and um so while this session was happening and I could feel things moving around first things were kind of pink and then everything went to a very white Everything Ooh. was just white and it was really cool. And I was very calm like and very peaceful. Yeah. 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 Oh, so I it like was really that. neat. That's so cool. Yeah. So I've had, you know, a couple of little sessions here and there. Yeah. So it's a really cool yeah. thing to feel how your energy does move and how you are connected, mm -hmm. you know, and it just reminds me that we are in essence energy. Oh, We're yeah. just in a shell. Well, that's what we keep talking about with yeah. spirits and things. It's just, yeah. I feel like I'm yelling because I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's really cool to have that experience and have that reminder that yes. like we can manipulate each other's energy. Mm -hmm. You can manipulate your own energy. You can move it. Yes. So that's, that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah. I love that. Yep. So that, good was, for my, you. that was my good stitch. Yay. Yeah. And what about you, Angela? So what has me in stitches is we had a little bit in a, of an adventure time happen here. Adventure time. At the Ranchito <laughs> in Southern California. We live in Southern California. Yes. And our house, our new farm, which you all know I moved to a new farm, Yay. is located off of a dirt road. Right. Right? Right. And it it's feels like farm. you're landing on an airplane when it you drive into your gravel. When you, get off of, <laughs> when you get off the paved road and you turn onto the, the gravel like road, I'm you landing. feel like you're landing in an airplane. I love it. I always think about it. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm in a plane. I just landed. Okay. Yes. So it's cool. But you know, most of the time it's totally fine. Yes. To, it's to dry. dry. It's dry. Southern yeah. California. We're we don't get a lot of rain. Yeah. We did get a lot of rain we this week. We did get a lot of rain. <laughs> a lot of rain and a lot of wind. Yes. So I was driving my husband's truck. So he has this big F-350, massive monster huge. truck. Huge. It's just like our episode. Beautiful. Huge. Huge. Yes. It's beautiful. I love this truck. He mm -hmm. loves this truck. It's fantastic. So I was driving it. I went to pick up the kids from school and then we were coming home mm -hmm. from school. While I was gone, 
like these rivers showed up on the dirt road no. because there's all these low points and we had a ton of rain that just happened. Right. And so everything was flooding out. No. And I was like, I'm going to get stuck in this river. You I'm going to have stuck no like drainage for it. Huh? Yes. Oh my God. We have, we have a, a like we call it um, the ravine, Clayton ravine after Aww, uh, back, back to, to the future. future. Yeah. Yep. So we have Clayton ravine on our property, which is the low point for all of the drainage to go. If you guys hear any beating, <laughs> it's my dog's Sorry. tail. <laughs> she's she's, she's coming over to give Nicole loves because yeah. she loves. Sorry, her so there was much. a big steady drum beat, and that was yeah, her tail. That's anyway. my dog. Okay. Yeah, anytime you hear a drum beat, it is most likely dog. my dog <laughs> needing attention. You're so cute because Nicole is her favorite. You're, you're one of my favorites. I love doggies. <laughs> okay, so, so we got Clayton Ravine. We got Clayton Ravine. So anyway, there are low points on the dirt road as you're driving by, and rivers are happening. So oh, that was like geez. adventurous enough to be like, yeah, am I going to make it through this river? Am I going to get swept away? I don't know. But you know, we made it back to our property. Everything's Good. fine. Good. And if you aren't in a river, you're in a bunch of thick peanut buttery mud, uh, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to get stuck, stuck in the mud. Yeah. And this is a big, heavy truck. So right. I'm like, I'm going to get stuck in the mud. I'm going to like move, be able to ford the river, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we made it back Good. to the property. It Good. was fine. And then I go to open the gate. So we have two gates on our property. One is motorized and one is padlocked. Okay. Okay. And so I went to the motorized gate because that's the one that takes us to the driveway. Mm-hmm. And so I went to open the gate and I hit the button and the gate started to open a little bit. And then just as it started to open, a huge gust of wind <gasps> slammed it shut. Oh, no. I was like, oh, no, that's oh, not gosh, good. Yeah. So then I waited for the wind to die down. And yes, it's still raining. Uh-huh. And I waited for the wind to die down a little bit. And then I hit the button again and right. it started to open. Another big gust of wind blew no, and slammed the gate again. shut. Yes. Oh, no. And I was like, we're not going to be able to get in the yeah. house. How Unless are you have someone to like push, get out and push it. Could they do that? No, because I tried. I got <gasps> out no. in the rain and I'm like trying to push the gate open yeah. and it it won't open. It's, no. It's motorized. It's closed. It won't open. Right. And so I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to have to go up to the next gate. Mm-hmm. And I had the keys for the padlock, thank God, in my purse. And so I'm like, well, we'll just go up to the next gate and we'll park at the barn. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just have to walk through the mud and the rain and cross the Did bridge. They, to the get... kids have um, rain boots or anything? No, they were just wearing their regular oh, no. school shoes. So <laughs> like, Gosh. it's Southern California. We don't yeah. have rain boots. Yeah. Miss, I'm from Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we wear rain boots. <laughs> I've got boots. They're like waterproof boots, but not rain boots. Yeah. So, okay. so, so we um, have to drive up to the next gate. Oh, no. And cross another big river. <laughs> to get up to the next gate I'm like the Oregon Trail I feel like I'm pushing my luck I don't want to ford another river right but anyway so we go up to the next gate I hop out I'm like struggling with the keys to try to get the padlock open I get the padlock open I'm getting drenched in rain my feet are sinking in the mud yay I get the padlock off and I try to push the gate open but there's so much mud that's (gasps) built up behind the gate it won't open no I can't get it open oh my gosh what is wrong I can't get into my property that sucks and I'm like, how do I get home? How yes. do I get my kids inside? And my oldest daughter is like, I have to go potty. No, that's, <laughs> of course, of course, to add on all the fun. There. Of course. Uh-huh. So I'm like panicking. I'm like, she's going to pee in her yep. pants if I don't get her inside. Yep. And so then I'm like, okay, this is a single lane road. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, parts of it, there's rivers going through and the rest of it is all mud. I'm like, okay, I have to back up to the other gate and try to open it again mm-hmm. because I can't get this padlock open and I got to get my kids inside. So I 
try to back up and I can't. And so then I just go forward and find another spot where I can turn around and then go back. It's fine. Okay. So I get back to the, the motorized gate and it's making this chirping sound. Oh, no. I'm like, why is my gate chirping? Uh-oh. And it needed to be reset. So the button, oh, I would push the button. Geez. Nothing would work. Right. It wasn't opening. It wasn't budging. It wasn't doing anything. Oh. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to hop the fence here. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out of the car. I pull the car up next to the house uh-huh. and I park as close as I can because it is a one lane road and it was trash day for oh, some people. Course. And so, Even you know, more. there's big, you know, sure. trash trucks driving by yep. and it's a big truck, but you know, I pulled it over and then I was like, okay, I'm going to hop the fence here and I climb over the fence you climbed it I did good job hopped over the fence and then I went inside and got a stepladder and then came back out I was like okay kids <laughs> climb over the <laughs> use the stepladder here climb over the fence hand no. me your stuff you know we'll, we'll get over so everyone climbed over the fence nice. we got them safe inside the house oh, good. and I went over to the gate and there's a phone number on the motor nice. of the gate so I called them and the guy was like, you know, if you go over to the breaker and if you see a breaker that's marked gate, you can just turn it off and that, oh, that should reset it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I went over to the breaker box and found it and reset the gate and, and then it worked. Good. Like from that point on, we were, I was able to open and close the gate. I was able to go get the truck and bring it back in and Good. park it. Everything was fine. Yay. But that took like at least a half hour oh to try gosh. to get everybody in the And house. the half hour felt forever. Yes, because sure. it was cold and yes. rainy and, and windy. You just get <laughs> and I just wanted to get and inside. Right outside your house. <laughs> yes. That's the worst. It was terrible Wait. but then i felt super awesome because i fixed the gate i, I was know like, look you at did me it. i'm such a rock star i can fix the gate so you can't get in from the front here right your front gate there's like a you have a front yard yes could you not climb over there's like that's not a, that's where i climbed over right here okay yeah yeah okay. i climbed i thought over you the climbed fence. over your like actual oh no yeah there's no way i, was, like, I can't climb over that gate head. that gate like, is like it's very like six and a half seven feet tall yeah. and then it's got spikes on top of it so. oh okay <laughs> I didn't even There's know that. There's no way. I'm I was like, how did she do so, that? So no, That's I climbed so cool. over the white vinyl okay, fencing, okay. <laughs> which was sketchy enough because it's, you know, it's vinyl. It's not going to hold a lot yeah, of weight. It's very flimsy. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to break yes, this gate. And so when the easy. kids were climbing over, I was like, hand me all your stuff. Don't carry your backpacks. Just climb over oh the my gosh. climb over the fence. And it held up. It was fine. It's like and, a training and exercise. In, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a crazy ordeal. It was fun. It was an adventure. Good. Yeah. You got home. We got obviously. home. We got in. Nobody wet their pants. And you figured our out our pants to... were wet, but we didn't wet but our not pants. Not like yeah. yeah, internally. And, and then I fixed the gate. And you fixed the gate. Hey, yeah. good job, Mama. <laughs> I just flipped a breaker. Did you have a drink after it all? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Like you deserve something after that. Yeah. That's a lot of big ordeal. Yeah. Good job. Thank yeah, you. it just doesn't rain very often here, so I totally get it. Yeah, like, we we don't have any experience in nope. that. So it was no. kind of crazy. But now you do. But now I and do. now you know what to do next time. Yes. I Good know job. how to hop the fence and fix the gate. So you should have you should have YouTube that whole thing. <laughs> no. This is what you I do. Never, my brain like I never think about taking video of it yeah until of course, nobody does way after the fact yeah i'm Hindsight's not a good youtuber yeah no you're all good i get it and and my husband's like come on everything is content everything is content everything and i'm like i can't no think that think way about it doesn't even you're just trying to problem solve at that yeah, moment i yeah, get it you're yeah, being a mom i try yeah but yeah you did it i did it congrats I did it. yeah i'm so thank proud of you. you thank you <laughs> it was an exciting day oh, i can't imagine
<laughs> well, I'm ready for some Sasquatch. And I'm ready for some, some Bigfoot. Um, you guys have no idea how adorable <laughs> this guy is. He's so derpy. He's so cute. You I want to talk it. about him? I can't wait. Let's right. get stitching. because Miss Angela's doing Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I decided to find a free amigurumi pattern and it's a little Sasquatch and I found the most derpiest one like Oh my gosh. Uh, Angela's He's saying. so derpy. <laughs> Cuz I like them. I didn't want to make them like scary and so I found this one. So there's some things I want to talk about it and that Angela is going to help me with and discuss this. But and I love the little sprigs of hair you did on top yeah, of it. That makes it even better. Right? I, that made it. I was like, I looked at it. I was like, it has to have hair. It doesn't even say that in the pattern. Yeah. It's just so that in the was picture. you added that? No, oh, it's, no, in the no it's in the picture. Yeah. But she didn't put it in the pattern. Oh. I was like, dude, I'm going to add you, it. You totally got to add the yeah, hair. It's, it's perfect. So yeah. I'll, I'll post pictures. Um, he might be one of our giveaways too because we oh, still need to do a bunch of giveaways. Yes, we do. But as I was saying, this, this pattern, as we've talked about before is on Ravelry. Yay, Ravelry. Um, Ravelry and it's posted by She's Crafty Crochet and it's a free pattern so go check it out but it's it's her Sasquatch and Yeti. You can do either or. <laughs> yes. And I love that. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So you'll look at the pictures. The Yeti has like a little face you can crochet onto it or, or attach to it and then the Sasquatch you put you know, safety eyes, and then you crochet a little nose and mouth onto it. My biggest concern with this, which I keep showing Miss Angela, okay, so yeah. you have to do, what are these called again? Those are bobble stitches. Bobble stitches. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So the feet and the arms have bobble stitches. Yeah, for the toes. You gotta you know, make them have big squash, feet. You gotta, you gotta have big feet. Right. Big toes. Big toes. And then you continue with the, the main body color after you do like the feet and the hands. Yes. Now, the stitching, you cannot change after you do those. You can't turn stitches. it inside out. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you usually do when you're doing amigurumi. If you've never done amigurumi, yes. the wrong side is the side you want facing out. Yes. So, so you turn it inside out. You always turn it point. inside yeah. out. And then the stitching is kind of more horizontal. Yes. Okay. But if you don't do it, it's vertical. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like yeah. the arms actually are kind of cool. It's different. Yeah. So when I was doing the feet, you have to do these big legs and big feet, right? And then you make them separately and then you join them once you do the second foot and then you or leg and then you continuously do it. But what happened to my Sasquatch that looks totally different from the photo is that the legs have that vertical stitch. And then when I joined them, it has the regular amigurumi stitch right so, so did she not flip hers no inside out no there's nothing oh. you saw the pattern but i'll show you again yeah yeah yeah. but it's it's just continuous then you just kind of join it into the body okay so i was very confused so my little sasquatch has kind of different legs than his body it's not huge difference but he's still he's so still really cute. cute but somebody tell me what i can do to fix this because I don't, I mean, if you want to try to do what she does, her picture is perfect. Like it's continuous. Yeah. So I don't know. So in essence, it's hard to describe, but when we post our picture, you'll, <laughs> you'll be able see to see it. that the stitching is different on the legs this. and the arms, the main body and the, and arms, the arms are fine because that's kind of separate, but it's when right. you have the legs continuing into the body. That's my biggest concern about this pattern. He's upset. He's upside. That he's, he's his yes. legs are, the pattern doesn't stay the same. <laughs> it adds to his beautiful derpiness. He's very derpy though, but it's really cute. It's bigger than I thought it would be too. It's like a good sized 
amigurumi. It's not like a tiny amigurumi Sasquatch. Oh, no, he's so cute. So check it out. Ravelry. She's Crafty Crochet. It's and if you just Google the Sasquatch and Yeti. He's about, what What do you say? He's like a good seven to eight inches tall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and you can use, we. I used Miss Angela's yarn. Yes, she did. <laughs> they called for a different, they called for a 4.5 millimeter hook. But when I was here, mm-hmm. I think you only had a four hook, right, that I could use. I think I was using the four yes. five. So then I gave you a different four, hook. Yeah. And then I took it home and I started using a four. So I used a four hook and it still came out really big. Yeah, so if you use the 4.5, he's going to be slightly larger. Yeah. But he's still a good size. No, I love this size. so cute. He's perfect. So check it out. We're going to put it on social media. I'm not going to go on too much because we've got a big story to go into. But like I said, he's already ready to go. So we might do a big giveaway. Maybe you can tell us a Bigfoot story or (gasps) something to get him. And then we'll Comment on our socials and tell us your best Bigfoot story. Yeah, even if it's not your story, maybe if you've heard it through the grapevine. We'll pick a winner and we will send you our sass. Squatch. Yes, he's pretty cool. He's so cute. You can name him, but he's very derpy. Oh, I love it. I All love right. him so much. His Yay! face. You guys, you're just gonna fall in love with his face. He's so cute. It's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> All right, Angela. Yeah. Is it story time? It's story time. Okay, Stitchers. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready for some Bigfoot talk? Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love Bigfoot. There's so much. Oh, so much. About Bigfoot. We are worldwide. Barely going to scratch the surface. That's okay. We're going to stay kind of local. So what we're going to do, I have a couple of questions that I wrote down. Okay. To just kind of like introduce Bigfoot. (laughs) My dog's tail is back. (laughs) To kind of introduce Bigfoot and kind of get to know a little bit of the background. You might hear a story or two of some Bigfoot sightings. Okay. And eventually we will do more Bigfoot episodes and get more detailed about certain areas of the Bigfoot lore yay whether you believe in bigfoot or not he's still incredibly fascinating holy cow there it's just it's There's worldwide so like i said much so about much him yeah so let's get into bigfoot yay! okay my first question is okay what is a bigfoot a foot that is big <laughs> a foot that is big <laughs> well interestingly enough there have been people in history that have been called bigfoot because they have oh, big feet and they were like chiefs and that stuff. was their name that was their name oh, so to not be confused okay. with historical people mm-hmm. that were also called bigfoot okay bigfoot is most often described as a large muscular and bipedal mm. that's an important thing which bipedal. means they walk on two mm-hmm. feet bipedal ape-like creature covered in black dark brown or dark reddish hair okay okay got it they also are known to live apart from normal society Mm -hmm. so that means they live most of the time their habitats are in heavily wooded areas sure okay we like to think about bigfoot in the united states and in canada being mostly in the pacific northwest and in the wooded areas right bigfoot is seen all over the united states yes and we'll get into some places where he's seen and some states that have the most sightings of bigfoot a little bit later okay but right now for today and bigfoot as you mentioned is seen all around the world oh my gosh every single country has stories of Bigfoot or hairy man. Yes. That's kind of the origin of Bigfoot. Okay. But we're going to concentrate mostly on the U.S. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about the history, but we will talk about where Bigfoot is 
in other places in the world. Yeah. See, that's another spinoff episode. Oh, that's going to be so places. much fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here is the description of Bigfoot according to Wikipedia. This is Get it, Wikipedia. <laughs> where do you start when you talk about Bigfoot? Oh, Wikipedia. Yeah, you it have kind to. of condenses everything down. Yes. And I do have other sources that I will cite as well. Okay. But this is the description according to Wikipedia. Get it. Okay. Anecdotal descriptions estimate a height of roughly 1.8 to 2.7 meters or 6 to 9 feet. I was going to say, I don't know meters. Okay, (laughs) good. I'll give you feet too. Thank you. With some descriptions having the creature standing as tall as 3.0 to 4.6 meters or 10 to 15 feet tall. Whoa, that's tall. That's insanely tall. That's really big. I Mostly I hear them about 9 feet. Oh, okay. 8 to 9 feet is where, yeah, that's, that's where a lot of people... Oh, you're okay. okay. That's where a lot of people kind of place him around the nine foot range. Okay. Some alleged observations describe Bigfoot as more man-like with reports of, of a human-like face. In 1971, multiple people in the Dolls, Oregon filed the police report describing an overgrown ape. Ooh. And one of the men claimed to have sighted the creature in the scope of his rifle, <gasps> but could not bring himself to shoot it because it looked more human than animal. Good. Okay. There's yeah. a, okay, real quick. Yes. There's a podcast I listen to that yes. I love. It's the Paranormal Almanac. He says, don't shoot Bigfoot. That's his big thing. No. And <gasps> we can talk about why we don't shoot Bigfoot. Yes later because there's but there's says, there's some things that okay. will be another okay, spin-off podcast yeah, about but he bigfoot. says don't effing shoot bigfoot that's his big thing yeah don't <laughs> don't because we might there's be descendant of, of yeah we'll get there okay we'll okay, get there. okay we'll get there i'm, I'm getting ahead of myself okay, i go, will go. hint at Sorry. it in this podcast and it. that will be another podcast thank that you we get to. okay but no don't do shoot not him. shoot bigfoot okay common descriptions also include broad shoulders uh-huh. no visible neck and long arms which skeptics describe as likely misidentification of a bear standing upright that's the common hmm. thing is like it's just the bear but standing no, up but the face yeah, is not the say, same he's yeah. got little ears he's got bear face yeah that doesn't make sense right it's okay. not a human face bears yeah. don't have human faces so some alleged nighttime sightings have stated that the creature's eyes glowed yellow mm. or red okay keep this in mind okay glowing eyes glowing eyes we've talked about glowing eyes with other creatures before yes we have okay okay keep that in the back of your head (laughs) mothman mothman aliens aliens yellow eyes yellow eyes okay okay however eye shine is not present in humans or any other known apes right and so proposed explanations of observable eye shine off the ground on the forest include owls raccoons or opossums perched in foliage oh yeah they're tiny yes they're on the ground you know <laughs> but you know if it's like on a on a, on perch, a branch like eight or nine feet but up you don't see a body no you just see the ice shine. exactly that's yeah. stupid Sorry. yeah okay. so you know people want to explain things sure, away yeah, they if they be, don't understand what it is they're yes. trying to explain Whatever. it away because okay. they don't want to you know believe that they're just seeing believe, something man. that they've never seen before Okay, this is a description of the odor of them. So they stink. They stink, right? Michael Rugg, owner of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum in Northern California, claims Mm. to have smelled Bigfoot, stating, imagine a skunk that has rolled around in dead animals and had hung around the garbage pits. Ew. Right? Ew. Very distinctive. That's pretty stinky. Odor, yes. The enormous footprints for which the creature is named are claimed to be as large as 610 millimeters or 24 inches thank you long and ha- <laughs> and 200 millimeters or eight inches wide pretty big two feet 
long. Pretty big. For a foot. And eight inches wide. Okay. That is That's huge. huge, right? Yep. Some footprint casts have also contained claw marks, which are not known as, as a Bigfoot. No. Bears. I was going to say. Bears which have, most... you know, to five toes and claws. And claws, yeah. Yeah. So a bear footprint can get cast and people think, oh, it's a Bigfoot because it is a Bigfoot and it's got five toes. Yeah. But if it has claws, then you know it's a bear. It's a bear. It's, yeah. Those footprints are debunked. Right. There are many, 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 many other footprints that are definitely not bare, more human-like that sure. fit the... You guys know. If you are big footers, you guys know all of this. Anybody, I'm not telling you anything I feel like new anybody here. that doesn't even like really talk about Bigfoot and saw that kind of a footprint, they would know it's Bigfoot. So right. I just, I think it's like a, a sense, like human, human beings, human nature. Right. Okay. Right. So where did... Bigfoot come from? Where did he come from? Where did Angela? he come from? So you tell me what, where do you think that the legend of Bigfoot, and we're just going to say legend of Bigfoot legend? because, yeah, because these, these are stories that have been passed down. So where do you think these originated? Probably Native American. So yeah, a lot of people go back to Native America, right? right? Native Americans, uh, they definitely have stories of the hairy man, which right. is what they called him. And then they also have different names for him, Okay, right? I'm going to read some of those stories, but then we're going to go back even further Ooh. for stories of the hairy man, okay? okay. So according to Wikipedia, hey. again, okay, many of the indigenous cultures across the North America continent include tales of mysterious hair-covered creatures mm. living in forests. Hairy man. And according to anthropologist David Daigling, I think that's how you say day D day <laughs> D-A-E-G-L-I-N-G. <laughs> These legends this. existed long before contemporary reports of Bigfoot. Ah. These stories differed in their details, both regionally and between families in the same community. Because they were, you know, passed down from person to person. Some stories can kind of change, but they right. all have histories of the hairy man all across Northern America. So and cool. we have a petroglyph. We have a picture of a petroglyph Ooh. at Painted Rock right here. Uh -huh. And do you see? Yeah. There's Harry Man right there. So are the other two. So there's three figures on this petroglyph. Yes. And there's, is it the man's in the middle? Yes, we're going to talk about that. Okay. So on the Tool River Indian Reservation in Central California, yeah, California. petroglyphs created by a tribe of Yakuts at a site called Painted Rock are alleged by some to depict a group of Bigfoot called the family. Oh, so they're all Bigfoot right there. Yeah. See this baby one. Yes. Okay. They're all over here. Aww. And I think these are the humans. humans. Yeah. Holy cow. They're so right? tiny. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Yeah. So the local tribes people call the largest of the glyphs hairy man. And they are estimated to be between 500 and 1,000 thousand years old wow 16th century spanish explorers and mexican settlers in california told tales of the los vigilantes oscuros or dark watchers Ooh. right that's ominous that's very ominous large creatures alleged to stalk their camps at night in the region that is now mississippi a French Jesuit priest was living in the Natchez, in, it's a river, Natchez yeah. River, mm -hmm. in 1721 and reported stories of hairy creatures in the forest known to scream loudly and steal livestock. Ugh. Right? So 1721, but a thousand years old is, is how Did old he, we're getting so far. So the one in 1721, he heard them, but he didn't see them? 
Yes. Okay. He heard them. I don't know if he saw them, okay. but he heard them. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Ecologist Robert Pyle argues that most cultures have accounts of human-like giants in their folk history, expressing right. a need for some larger-than-life creature. Each language has its own name for the creature, featured in the local version of such legends. Many names mean something along the lines of wild man or hairy man, although other names describe common actions that it was said to perform, such as eating clams or shaking trees. <laughs> so those are different ways that they, they used to describe the people. So in the book, Bigfoot, The Life and Times of Legend by Joshua Blue Booze, mm -hmm. he, this is what he says about Bigfoot. So let me get to it. So the Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Written almost 2,000 years B.C. Whoa. And is one of the first written documents features Enkidu, that's how you say it, oh, Enkidu, nice. who was a wild man with hair that sprouted like grain. <laughs> Enkidu ate with the gazelles, drank at the watering holes with other animals, and protected beasts from hunters. Wow. So 2,000 years BC, wow. we have representation of Harry Man. That is so long in ago. In one of the first written accounts, right? Wow. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Also, in Genesis 6 4. We're going to the Bible. What? <laughs> right? Genesis 6 4 says, The giants were on the earth in these days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. Esau, who is Jacob's brother, mm -hmm. was a hairy hunter. <gasps> a hunter? Yes, he hunted the hairy man. <gasps> Why? Right? I don't know why they hunted him. They no. were scared of him, but yeah. Not Isn't cool. that crazy? Yeah. So, so biblical Bible, references that's of insane. the hairy man, right? Okay. Inkydo. Inkydo. 2000 years BC. I had no idea I didn't the legends know that went back either. that far. That's crazy. Right? So that was like, whoa, that made me so excited. Uh-huh. In Pliny the Elder's book of natural history, and Pliny the Elder was a Roman writer, he claimed that a number of monstrous races wandered across the world. Bestiaries after Pliny's book continued to include wild men all the way, let me turn my page, all mm. the way through the works of Carl von Linné, who wrote what are considered to be the first scientific taxonomies. Mm. And I'm going to read a little bit from Jonathan Boo's book. Okay. Okay. So it says, wild men could be disgusting cannibals or man-eaters. So that's probably why Esau hunted them because they were man-eaters. But the things that the civilized defined themselves against, they were at times interpreted as signs of God's wrath. Their horrible disfigurement was a warning of what would happen should God withdraw his blessing. They were also proof of God's magnificence or nature's munificence, that the world was filled with every possible form of life. Every gap between different kinds of creatures filled by some beast. Some wild men were thought to have special faculties, abilities lost to civilized humans, the power to command animals, to call up winds and storms, to survive without society. And in some myths, the wizard Merlin was a wild man. What? I also read that in some myths, Santa Claus is considered to be a wild man. I could see that. Right? Because he lives apart from society. Uh -huh. He's, He's covered hairy. in hair. Yeah. That's cool. So 
so that's but another he serves thought. men which is a totally different right aspect. so that's what it doesn't make sense yeah right it's interesting that i like the whole like we we have the powers to control <laughs> call up winds and storms and I was like well we we had that at some point I you know I guess well yes so there are theories that go along with that that I'm going to touch on I like it very briefly because those are for other podcasts in the future when I get to do some more research I love Bigfoot so much you guys okay she's so excited about it she's (laughs) geeking out everybody I am I am I am and I like wanted to geek out so much more but this would be like five (laughs) hours long and I can't I can't go that long I'm trying really hard to do more we'll do more yes okay so now we're going to talk about some of the first sightings of Bigfoot. Yay. Okay. And these are U.S. specific sightings. So okay. where our legends started coming from, besides all of the stories from all the tribesmen right. um, that we've heard. So let's go back to our dear friend, Wikipedia. <laughs> According to Live Science, there have been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings wow. in the continental United States. Just here. Yes. Wow. Over 10,000. I'm sure there's a lot I was going to say Alaska and Hawaii are included in that, right? No, I'm sure there are in Alaska. <laughs> oh, I bet. But Hawaii may not. Hawaii but, maybe not because yeah. it's it's an island. Yeah, it's separate, kind of remote. So that, islands, be, yeah. that might be hard. Yeah. Def- I'm sure there Alaska, are some in Alaska. Alaska, yeah, because yeah. of Canada. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly right. About one third of all claims of Bigfoot sightings are located in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest. Northwest. With the remaining reports spread throughout the rest of North America. Most reports are considered mistakes or hoaxes, Mm. even by those researchers who claim Bigfoot exists. Uh. And I think that this is a really interesting point is that if you're a Bigfoot researcher, you're more likely to believe that other Bigfoot researchers are 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 hoaxing you Mm, which is interesting to me i could see that because like i've watched a lot of programs where if you're not in the same camp right or if you didn't like study the same things and you're finding your own evidence other bigfoot researchers are going to just be insanely skeptical of whatever evidence you find i I think that's fascinating that's a good thing though keeps you it's a good thing but it's like why are they the ones who are trying to prove (laughs) that bigfoot exists and trying to get yeah and they're the ones that are first to be like oh that's hogwash your evidence isn't real my evidence is the only Uh, evidence that's real i don't know it's interesting to me it's a a matter of i found it first i'm guessing i guess you know i don't know my evidence is correct and yours is wrong haha yeah yeah that's silly i I find it should be all banding together Right. Why don't you get together and support each other's yeah. evidence instead of being like, I'm the leading Bigfoot expert yeah. and this person is and I'm gonna feeding not, you hoaxes. I'm just going to like avoid and ignore your yeah. research. I mean, I understand why, because there are thousands of hoaxes sure. out there. And that's, I think that's why a lot of people are so willing to believe that Bigfoot doesn't exist because so many people want to yeah. cash in on that. That's and sad. speaking of somebody who wanted to cash in on that, P.T. Mm-hmm. Barnum used to that's have a, right. what, who is it or what is it sideshow and that he, he he would hire actors to portray a hairy man or oh, Bigfoot. Jerk. And so, <laughs> well, he was trying to make a buck, right? Always. Right. And so that led to a, a myriad of hoaxes. Right, right, right. And a myriad of people trying to create their own, oh, look, this is a Bigfoot thing and trying to cash in yeah. on that. Yeah, and, I get it. you know, that, that goes to show, like, look in where we live in California. Anytime you go up the Sierra Nevadas or anything anywhere that's like wooded mm-hmm. especially in the pacific northwest oh man how many bigfoot so things dense. are there there's bigfoot bookstores there's bigfoot hotels there's bigfoot everything there's statues galore very true you know 
Bigfoot is almost an idol that people worship and everyone's trying to cash in on that. So I'm sure there is just as many real sightings as there are hoaxes out there, if Mm -hmm. not more hoaxes. Oh, way more of that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay. So sightings predominantly occur in the Pacific Northwest region of Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and British Columbia. Other prominent areas of supposed sightings include the rural areas of mm. the Great Lakes region. Okay. Which makes sense. Yep. There's a lot of water there, a lot of wooded, any place that's wooded and right. water. And there's a lot of Source big game. Of food and water, yeah. Yeah. That's where you're going to find Bigfoot. Sure. Places that are densely forested, so they have plenty of opportunity to hide. Mm-hmm. And places that are going to have big game, like deer and elk. Right. Um, you know, lots of food sources for them to, to, to get. Is there also in the Appalachian Mountains, right? Yes. Appalachian okay. Ma- Mountains. There's a lot Big of one. people that go missing on the Appalachian Trail that That's they think right. that Bigfoot is, is getting them. So same thing with the, <laughs> huh? Sorry. <laughs> Remember episode four? Portals? Portals. Yes. Yep. The portals. Bigfoot or portals? Bigfoot or portals. Yep. Also on the Pacific Crest Trail, Bigfoot That's also right. gets people on that too as well. Other prominent areas of supposed sightings include the rural areas of the Great Lakes region and the southeastern United States. Okay. According to data collected from the Bigfoot Field Research Organization or BFRO. BFRO. Yes, we love the BFRO. We're going to talk about them a little bit later too. Their sightings database in 2019, Washington has over 2,000 reported oh, sightings. so many. California, over 16,000. Wow. Pennsylvania, over 13,000. Holy cow. New York and Oregon, over 1,000. And Texas has just over 800. Oh, even Texas. Texas. What? Texas, oh, you wouldn't even think that. Texas has its own little organization. That's cool. I'm going to pull them up right now. Okay. See this? Oh, my gosh. This is, this is a map. I'm showing her a map of all of these is Bigfoot sightings. Is that all wooded sightings. area? Yes. I didn't know that. This is all... so. Eastern Texas yeah. is all woods. I did it's not It's all woods know and that. swamp and and very heavily forested huh. and dense. I grew up in part of that. I grew up in Houston, right? Right. So oh, Houston, that's right. right Eastern, here, yeah. that's right. Eastern Texas. There's it's heavily wooded, heavily forested, little bit swampy. Lots of game, lots of places for Bigfoot to hide and hunt. So there's a ton of sightings here. And so the map that I'm showing her is from a website called the North America Wood Ape Conservancy. Wow. They call them the Wood Ape. So that's another name for Bigfoot. It's fitting. It is fitting. (laughs) So this covers mostly Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. Okay. And, and that kind of area there. That's so cool. Right? And so they have hundreds of sightings mm-hmm. of Bigfoot or Sasquatch on that, that website. They call him Wood Ape there. They also call him Skunk Ape yep, that as makes well. makes sense. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk about where what people call Bigfoot in different regions okay. as well. So where did we get the name of Bigfoot? Where Good are the question. origins of the Bigfoot name? So in 1958, oh. this is a very famous story. Jerry Crew, a logging company bulldoze, bulldozer operator in Humboldt County, California, California, discovered a set of large 410 millimeter or 16 inch human-like footprints sunk deep within the mud in the Six Rivers National Forest. Mm. This is the famous... Mm-hmm first footprints that we got at the logging community right 
And he coined the name Bigfoot by saying these are big feet. Right. And that's kind of how he got his name, even though Bigfoot was known by other names. Sure. Upon informing his co-workers, many claimed to have seen similar tracks on previous job sites, as well as tellings of odd incidents such as an oil drum weighing 450 pounds Ooh. having been moved without explanation. Whoa. Right? Big, heavy oil drum being moved. The logging company men soon began utilizing the term Bigfoot to describe the mysterious culprit. Crew who initially believed someone was playing a prank on them once again observed more of these numerous massive footprints and con contacted reporter Andrew Ginzoli. Say his name right, Andrew Ginzoli of the Humboldt Times newspaper. Ginzoli interviewed lumber workers and wrote articles about the mysterious footprints, introducing the name Bigfoot in relation to the tracks and the local tales of large, hairy wild men. Ooh. A plaster cast was made of the footprints and crew appeared holding one of the casts on the front page of the newspaper That's on right. October 6, 1958. The story spread rapidly as Gonzoli began to receive correspondence from major media outlets, including the New York and Los Angeles Times. As a result, the term Bigfoot became widespread as a reference to an apparently large unknown creature leaving massive footprints in Northern California. Mm. In 2002, the family of Cruz's deceased co-worker Ray Wallace stated that their father had been secretly making the large footprints with carved wooden feet and that he was responsible for the tracks. Despite the Wallace family statement, Willow Creek... Willow, Willow Creek. Creek and Humboldt County are considered by some to be the Bigfoot capital of the world. Interesting. Yes. Why would you make wooden feet? I don't know. Like, why would that be like a fun prank for somebody? Like, that doesn't Let, make any let's, sense to me. Let's uh, scare everybody. Yeah. I mean, they must be bored at the logging site. So or bored to the point you put out wooden feet prints everywhere. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't know. make sense. And yeah. it feels like prints. They maybe wanted to just kind of be like, oh, my dad did it so that people wouldn't think that he was crazy saying that he saw Bigfoot. I don't know. I don't to know. me, it would be like if you aren't the one saying that I did it, but if it's somebody else saying that, oh, they did it and yeah. whatever, they may be trying to cover up or trying to make it like, oh, no, it's nothing. kind of trying to cover up huh. the quote unquote craziness sure. or something. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I That's don't weird. Know. Okay. I don't know why people do the things they do. <laughs> can't explain people, but we can't explain Bigfoot. Right? Okay. So I'm going to read to you some more stories of Bigfoot. And some of these okay. are going to go back to Native America. Some of them are going to go back to after the 1958 naming of Bigfoot. Nice. So the first story I'm going to tell you is from the Sistalis people. Sistalis? I think that's how you say okay. that. S-T-S apostrophe A-I-L-E-S. Okay. Sistalis. Sure. Right? People, they tell stories about Suskets. Suskets? Yes. It's like a shape-shifting creature okay. that protects the forest. Aww. The name Sasquatch is the Anglicanized version of Suskets. Ah. Roughly translated to hairy man. I love it. Right? Okay. So members of the Lumi tell tales about creatures known as... These are fun words for Hard, me to say. I bet. It's okay. <laughs> Do your best. Zemequets. Zemequets. Zemequets? Yes. T-S apostrophe oh. E-M-E-K-W-E-S. Oh, Zemequets? Sure. The stories are similar to each other in the general descriptions of the Zemequets. 
(laughs) (laughs) It's never going to get any better, people. Oh, we're sorry. We butchered the names. But details differed among various family accounts concerning the creature's diet and activities. Some regional versions tell of more threatening creatures. The Stiaha or Kwi-Kwi-Yai. Kwi-Kwi-Yai. Is it Q-I? K-W-I. K-W-I. Okay, never mind. Kwi-Kwi-Yai. Okay were a nocturnal race and children are warned against saying the names so that the monsters would not come and carry them off to be killed. So don't say the name. Do not say the name. Candyman. Right. Oh. (laughs) The Iroquois. Here we go. I know that name. Get that one. The Iroquois tell of an aggressive hair-covered giant with rock-hard skin known as the Oteneyarhe or stone giant, Ooh. more commonly referred to as the Ganosqua. Gen- it makes me think of Frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big the rock giants. Marshmallow. Oh. No, the rock giants. Oh, the rock giants. The stone oh, giants. Oh, yes. And Frozen 2. Yes, yes, Frozen 2. In 1847, Paul Kane reported stories by the natives about Skokums. Right? Oh. Have you heard these Skokums? That sounds familiar. Is that a place in Washington? I don't Skokum. know. I'll we'll have to look that up at some point. Yeah. So this is in uh, Washington. So oh. we'll get there. Okay. So in 1847, Paul Kane reported stories by the natives about Skokums, a race of cannibalistic wild men living oh. on the peak of Mount St. Helens hey. in southern Washington. Also related to this area was an alleged incident in 1924 Uh-oh. in which a violent encounter between a group of gold prospectors and mm. a group of ape men occurred (gasps) these allegations reported in the july 16th 1924 issue of the oregonian and have become a popular piece of bigfoot lore with the area now being referred to as ape canyon ape canyon ape canyon interesting yes u.s president theodore roosevelt in his 1893 book the wilderness hunter writes of a story he was told by an elderly mountain man named Buman, in which a foul-smelling bipedal creature ransacked his beaver trapping camp, stalked him, and later became hostile when it fatally broke his companion's neck in the wilderness near the Idaho-Montana border. scary. Right? President Roosevelt is writing about Wildman. (laughs) Crazy. Roosevelt notes that Bauman appeared fearful when telling the story, but attributed the trapper's folkloric German ancestry to have potentially influenced him. So he's like discrediting discrediting him a little bit, but Hmm. I, you know, I think he saw what he saw and you can't discredit that. No. Yeah. Less menacing versions have also been recorded, such as one by Reverend Elkanah Walker from 1840. Walker was a Protestant missionary who recorded stories of giants among the natives living near Spokane, Washington. These giants were said to live on and around the peaks of nearby mountains, stealing salmon from the fishermen's nets. Good way to get fish. Right. Good way to get fish. So I have one more story that I want to share with you about the origins of Bigfoot and, and early sightings of him. Okay. So this is from, we're going back to Bigfoot, the life and times of a legend. By our favorite friend, Joshua Boo. Our favorite. He's our favorite. favorite friend. He's our favorite friend. So let me get to the story. Robert Hatfield heard the dogs howling. At least that's what he claimed later. Hatfield was a logger down from Crescent City in the far northwestern corner of California, visiting his sister and brother-in-law at Fort Bragg along the coast. 
It was Wednesday night, February 7th, 1962. Hatfield went outside to see what was bothering the dogs. He saw a huge creature, a beast, Hatfield said, much bigger than a bear, covered with fur, with a flat, hairless face and perfectly round eyes. It stood chest and shoulders above a six-foot-high fence. Hatfield went back into the house and woke Bud Jenkins, his brother-in-law, telling him to come out and see the largest bear he'd ever seen. Mm. When Jenkins and Hatfield returned to the yard, the beast was no longer there. Jenkins went back inside to get his gun. Of course. Of course. They have to go get their guns. (laughs) Shoot first, ask questions later. (laughs) Don't shoot Bigfoot. Yeah, don't, please. Hatfield started scouting. He rounded the corner of the house and bumped into the beast. It knocked him down so hard that his arm and shoulders were sore for the next three days. Hatfield scrambled back inside, yelling a warning to Jenkins. There was a half man, half beast monster after them. Once Hatfield was in the house, he and Bud tried to slam the door shut, but the beast caught it and pushed back. (gasps) Let it in and I'll get it, Jenkins shouted. (laughs) I love it. Holding his shotgun, the two men let go, but before Jenkins could fire off a round, the beast turned and left. Good thing it turned out the gun wasn't loaded. Glad. Yeah. The sheriff's department came out to investigate the disturbance. There were few clues. A bad odor odor wafted heavily in the air. There was also a muddy handprint on the door, 11 and a half inches long with stubby fingers. Mm. Journalist for the local Santa Rosa Press Democrat did some probing into the matter too. And six Fort Bragg men formed a hunting party. For the past several years, newspapers have been reporting on a monstrous man-like beast said to range from British Columbia down to Northern California, and it was called Bigfoot. Four of the men in the hunting party were convinced that Hatfield and the Jenkinses had seen Bigfoot. As evidence, they pointed to broken branches along a path about a mile from Jenkinson's property, some tracks and some dung. The two other men, oh, sorry, the two other members of the party were skeptics. The branches proved nothing, they said. Deer could have broken them. Bears could have made the tracks. The dung was horse manure. What? Indeed, the whole matter seemed to be not much more than manure. Maybe the account for the lingering odor, the Mm. manure, right? Sure. But still, it doesn't smell like manure. Right? Because you know what that smells like. like. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. She does not have her skeptic pants on. Can you tell? (laughs) She's so mad at anybody that's like, oh, it's nothing. (sighs) We broken branches, depending upon how high they're broken, usually when Bigfoot breaks a branch, Mm -hmm. it's to mark a trail. Right. And it's, you know, taller than man. It's usually about six feet up is where they snap it over. Because their their bodies are probably hitting things too. You, it's like, it's, it's huge. Right. So anyway, you guys know about snapping branches. We'll talk about things that Bigfoot does too. Yeah. (laughs) This is a long episode, guys. I'm trying to hurry it. Okay. (laughs) I just... This reminds me of the when the Sutton Farm with the the green men. Yes, right because it's like they went to get a gun, something right. scared them. Shoot for us, ask yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, and then no one believes them, and yeah, so that's creepy. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It is creepy. So now we're going to talk about some names for Bigfoot because as I mentioned and as we know, a lot of places have different names for Bigfoot. Okay. So what are some names that you know? Uh, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. What's uh, another one? Yeti. Yeti. Yes. Um, Yeti is located in... in the north, right? In the, in, in the cold areas? In the, in the cold in areas. China, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing things out. Right you are there. And like Tibet. Tibet. Yeah, that's where I yeah, to Where get Everest to. is. Yes. And, you know, in that kind of, in that kind of regional area. Yes. yes. I could probably name more. I just can't think of them now. <laughs> give, me some, give me some. Okay, I will give you some. Okay. So the names of Bigfoot in the United States and right. kind of British Columbia. Sasquatch is Northern California, British Columbia. That's what he's mostly called up there. Or not Northern California. Harry. I'm sorry. Pacific Northwest. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so skunk Harry ape, names. skunk ape in Florida oh, okay. and other Southern states, right? We talked about that. He's a skunk ape. Yep. Grass man in Ohio. Oh, because he's green, right? Mm -hmm. I remember those stories. Grass man in okay. Ohio. Okay. Fook monster in Arkansas. Ooh, didn't yeah, know that one. the Fook monster because he came around the the Fook, the Fook um, area. Yeah, the Fook area. Okay. Um, then we have this is one of my favorite ones, the wood booger. <laughs> wood booger in Virginia. What? <laughs> That's what they call him, the wood That's booger. Mean. I know. You think of like a sticky little thing. I know. Oh, no. Uh, the monster of Whitehall in Whitehall, New York. Oh, okay. Momo. Oh, they call him Momo. That's what my kids call me. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> You're like Bigfoot. You know what Momo is actually like? It's a. It's what's supposed to be like a Japanese like scary thing. Like, oh, is it? Yeah. So I wonder who in Mississippi is Japanese because that's where he's called Momo. Is in is in uh, Missouri. Hold on. Did I say Mississippi? He's called Momo in Missouri. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she just showed me a picture of the Japanese it's like, Momo. It's like, well, that's the hoax. Uh-huh. It's creepy. Hold on. That is creepy. Not at all like Bigfoot. It's just like a creepy, weird, smiley doll. So it's called a Momo. It's called Momo in Missouri. Okay. It might not be Japanese, but there's a there's something about Momo. And I know there's like the Momo challenge. It's like creepy. But anyway. I like Momo. You like Momo? Okay. I do. We will call him Momo. Yeah. Momo. And then we have Honey Island Swamp Monster. What? In Louisiana. Ah, okay. Okay. Dewey Lake Monster in What's Michigan. Dewey Lake. Okay. Dewey Lake in Michigan. From Dewey Lake. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Then we have Magolan Monster in Arizona. Ooh. Magolan okay. Monster. They're all in different Arizona. types of monsters. Yeah. Okay. And then we have the Big Muddy Monster in Southern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> the Old Men of the Mountain in what? West Virginia. <laughs> The old men? They're old mountain men. Yeah. Okay. They're all hairy and old and scary. Uh, they're not that old, though. I mean, they're just hairy and big, right? They've okay. been around since at least 2000 BC. Sure, sure. Okay, okay they before. are. Old. Okay, okay. I think before, and we'll talk about a theory as to why that is before. I keep like dropping things. I love it. I get I there. It. Okay. We'll and then there. the term wood ape yes. is also used by some as a means to deviate from the perceived mythical connotation surrounding the name Bigfoot. Nice. They're like, we don't like that. We need to be more PC. He's the wood, wood ape. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't necessarily say he's an ape. No. He's, he's more humanoid. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. if he were an ape, it would be very much ape. Whereas like hands are dragging across. He looks like a more of a monkey, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He's bipedal. Yes. And most apes will still use both all four. Yes. That's all right. four limbs to, run to walk. And, everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. and Bigfoot doesn't, right? Nope. So other names include the Bushman, the Tree Man, and the Wild Man. Wild Man. Yeah. Wild Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So we're going to talk about their alleged behavior. Ooh, okay. okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about what Bigfoot does. Oh, yeah. Some Bigfoot researchers allege that Bigfoot throws rocks <laughs> as a territorial display and okay. for communication, right? Okay. I've heard that. Have you heard Bigfoot yes, throw I've rocks? Yes, I've heard that. Yes. Okay. Other alleged behaviors include audible blows struck against trees or oh, wood knocking. Wood knocking. You heard about oh, wood knocking? Because of the movie. <laughs> There's wood knocking <laughs> in the movie. Okay. Further alleged to be communicative. So that's how they let other, theoretically, they let other mm. other animals or other Bigfoot in the area know that they're there by wood knocking. So they communicate that way. I feel that's hard to do because there's woodpeckers. And so it's like, how do you determine? Woodpeckers don't usually wood knock at night though. Oh, I guess they're not eating at night. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. So skeptics argue that these behaviors are easily hoaxed. Yes. Yeah. People can throw rocks. People can wood knock. Sure. Yes. Additionally, structures of broken and twisted foliage seemingly placed in specific areas have been attributed by some to Bigfoot behavior. So we've we kind of touched on that a little bit briefly, how they will mark their path by breaking some branches. Right, right. Right. So they'll they'll break over young trees. Oh, okay. Okay. Or saplings. Or saplings. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, young trees. Saplings. That's another uh, word. Okay. So they'll break over saplings that are, you know, a certain amount high. Oh, sure. You know, they can reach that. Or then, branches or, yeah. you know, it looks odd. It doesn't look like it's a natural break. It right, looks like right. somebody did break it yeah. at, at a weird Man-made. angle. Okay. Right. In some reports, lodgepole pine and other small trees have been observed bent, uprooted, or stacked in patterns such as weaved and crisscrossed, leading some to theorize that they are potential territorial markings, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I've seen that in some Bigfoot documentaries that I've, that mm-hmm. I've seen. They you know, have these little structures that they'll build right some instances have also included entire deer skeletons being suspended high in (gasps) trees creepy creepy right how did it get up there i don't know it didn't climb up by itself (laughs) it sure didn't (laughs) and then die because it was too high off the ground (laughs) the cow remember the cow oh (laughs) yeah i don't like it sorry sorry. okay in washington state a team of amateur bigfoot researchers called Mm. the olympic project which is another uh bigfoot research team Uh claimed to have discovered a collection of nests what yeah, like Bigfoot big, big makes nests. nests. Yeah, that's they sleep <sighs> in nests. It's usually like pine needles right, and right. or ferns, but they'll like gather them and and make like a soft bedding. Okay. And they had primatologists study them, Ooh. with the conclusion being that they appear to have been created by a primate. <gasps> Wood ape. Wood ape. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> Many alleged sightings are reported to occur at night, leading to some speculation that the creatures may possess nocturnal tendencies. However, experts find such behavior untenable in a supposed ape or human-like creature. Means that's not... They wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, they wouldn't be doing that. Okay. As all known apes, including humans, are diurnal with only lesser primates exhibiting nocturnal nocturnality. Mm. Is that the right word? Yeah, sure. nocturnality. Most anecdotal sightings of Bigfoot describe the creatures allegedly observed as solitary, although some reports have described groups being allegedly observed together. Mm. Okay, so that's their behavior. 
alleged vocalizations. Yeah. Alleged vocalizations such as howls, screams, moans, grunts, whistles, and even a form of supposed language have yeah. been reported and allegedly recorded. What? Recorded? I tried to find a recording of this. I heard a chatter it's like a conversation mm-hmm. between supposedly two at least two bigfoot this is a very famous thing so i'll see if i can find it and play it for you nicole i want to hear it but i watched it on a bigfoot documentary where oh, they were playing okay. the vocalizations that were recorded and it almost sounded like a cross between just gibberish but then there were some words that were <gasps> kind of asian inspired or what? asian sounding and it was interesting how fast they were chattering back and forth and they think that the how do they think that's bigfoot maybe what what very aliens well <laughs> i love this <laughs> we will talk about that later but they recorded chatter and they attributed it is not any known language that we know and it was recorded oh, in a bigfoot area uh-huh and so we'll have to see if we can pull those up as pull those vocalizations up okay we're gonna listen to some <gasps> sounds of bigfoot <gasps> perfect angela good job recordings of bigfoot sounds in the wild so i have so many questions yeah (laughs) yeah is that so they got these sounds but and how do we know it's them and not did they like try to vocalize back or is it so okay when we have recordings of these they they get um i've actually seen people compare spectrographs Uh, okay okay. so they'll look at not only you can do a spectrograph of a sound which means it's going to break down and compare it to other known natural sounds sure so they can compare it to humans they can compare it to coyotes they can compare it to other animals that are in those regions and they'll look at not only the wave pattern Mm -hmm. of the vocalization but they can look at a picture pattern of it right yeah and um so when they're doing that, they're comparing it to all known sounds. These are sounds that have not been produced by any other known animal. That is so crazy. And they're in Sasquatchy areas. Yeah. With other things that you associate with Sasquatch. Like there's wood knocking. Right. It's in a very like there's a lot of sightings happening there of, mm-hmm. of Sasquatch. So these are collected on hunts. And these are people that are big, big Bigfoot researchers. Have they debunked that this is not like humans shouting into the woods? <laughs> yes. It's not a human vocalization. Okay. Yeah. So isn't that cool? 
that's insane. But the language that they hear, did you hear some of the words? Yeah. So they call them like samurai sounds. And there's another one that Why I didn't they call play. It samurai sounds? Because it to like them, it sounds a little bit like it's like a Japanese vocalization. Uh, interesting. It, some of the, some of the sounds are that kind of a thing. Okay. And there's another recording that we didn't listen to that I've heard where the chatter is a little bit clearer mm -hmm. and it definitely sounds almost like an Asian language. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool uh -huh. to hear them just blah, 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 and like talking. Yeah. Just the short choppiness and the and one sound like it different singing. levels of the vowels. Yes. They That's kind of weird. sing, they kind of moan. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? Mm -hmm. Some of these alleged vocalization recordings have been analyzed by individuals such as retired U.S. Navy cryptological Ooh. linguist Scott Nelson. What? <laughs> he analyzed audio recordings from the early 1970s, said to be recorded in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Woohoo! We wait, wait, wait. Those. Can we rewind real quick? Does the Navy actually have a cryptologic linguist job? Or is this just apparently <laughs> yes. That's insane. Yes. What? Well, because they're they're listening to whale sounds. They're uh, listening to sounds in the ocean. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I want to do that now. Right? Does that sound like a cool job? <laughs> yes. They're okay. they're listening to um yes, sub sounds. Different. Okay. That makes you know, sense. trying okay. to trying to hear what is What's doing echolocation. That sure, kind of thing. sure. Okay. Okay. So the Sierra Nevada mountains dubbed the Sierra sounds and mm. stated it is definitely a language. It is definitely not human in origin and it could not have been faked. Lee Stroud has spoken of strange vocalizations he heard in the wilderness while filming Survivor Man that he stated sounded primitive in origin. The majority of mainstream scientists maintain that the source of sounds often attributed to Bigfoot are either hoaxes, mm -hmm. anthropomorphization, <laughs> or likely misidentified and produced by known animals such as owl, wolf, coyote, and fox. Even though we have cryptological linguists and other people really studying these vocalizations mm -hmm. just like nah it's a hoax so anthropomorphism is the attribution of human traits emotions or intentions to non-human entities oh. it is considered to be an innate tendency of human psychology sure, sure. we put human traits on everything exactly okay, got it. so now we're going to go into what exactly is bigfoot yeah what are you what are you bigfoot so we think that it is a humanoid-like animal, mm -hmm. okay? There are different misidentifications of Bigfoot that people come across. The most common one is bear, right? Right. So mainstream scientists theorize that American black bears, which very much populate the areas that Bigfoot does populate, also grizzlies mm -hmm. and, you know, other... Mm -hmm. So the bears are a likely culprit for most Bigfoot sightings, particularly when observers view a subject from afar and are in dense foliage or there are poor lighting conditions. Mm -hmm. Additionally, black bears have been observed and recorded walking upright, often as a result of an injury. While upright adult black bears stand roughly 1.5 to 2.1 meters or 5 to 7 feet, mm -hmm. and grizzly bears roughly 2.4 to 2.7 meters, 8 to 9 feet, mm. both within the range of anecdotal Bigfoot reports. However, uh -oh. the shape of a bear to me, yes, seeing it walk yeah. upright like that, it's totally but it's different. not the same no. shape as you as they people... They not arms. Right. Like, it they don't have arms. 
the ears. Yes, that's the, the ears way. are the biggest thing. The ears and, then and the face. Yeah, yeah. They've got a pointed, pointed muzzle. They don't have a flat face. Right. So in 2007, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, or BFRO, yep. put forward photos, which they stated showed a juvenile Bigfoot. Ooh. The Pennsylvania Game Commission, however, stated that these photos were of a bear with mange. <laughs> Oh, that's right. (laughs) Do you remember that? The Pennsylvania Game Commission unsuccessfully attempted to locate the suspected mangy bear. Mm -hmm. Scientist Vanessa Woods, after estimating that the subject in the photo had approximately 560 millimeters or 22 inch long arms and 476 millimeters or 18.75 inch torso, concluded it was more comparable to a chimpanzee. And here is the photo of the unidentified creature. You tell me, is that a bear? No. The no. arms are way too long. Look at the back leg. Yeah. It's a human-like leg. Yeah. It is not a bear leg. A no. bear leg has more it's, tush. It's, uh, yeah. It's it, the shape of it. It's got a more of a bent knee, like a dog. Mm-hmm. This yes. is like straight legs. This is yes. human legs. This is a human yeah. leg. And human arm. The arm length is as long oh, yeah. as the leg length. And yeah. they're really long. So they're very long. It makes no sense to me that that's a bear. No. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. We'll, we'll post this picture on our website. You guys be the judge. Yep. Okay. Escaped apes. No. People think that they are apes. Some have proposed that sightings of Bigfoot may simply be people observing and misidentifying known great apes such as chimpanzees, gorilla, and orangutan that have escaped from captivity such as zoos, circuses, and private owners. Nope. The explanation is often proposed in relation to the Bigfoot-like skunk ape. As some argue, the humid subtropical climate of the southeastern United States could potentially support a population of escaped apes. No. No, not an ape. What? (laughs) You would know it's an ape. I'm sorry. Right. An ape. Yeah. No, you would know it's it's a totally different body type. Oh, totally. Right. Okay. Humans. Humans have been mistaken for Bigfoot with some incidents leading to injuries. In 2013, a 21-year-old man in Oklahoma was arrested after he told law enforcement he accidentally shot his friend in the back while their group was allegedly hunting for Bigfoot. (laughs) In 2017, a shamanist wearing clothing made of animal furs was vacationing in a North Carolina forest Uh when local reports of alleged Bigfoot sightings flooded in. The Greenville Police Department issued a public notice not to shoot Bigfoot (laughs) in fear of someone in a fur suit mistakenly being injured or killed. In 2018, a person was shot multiple times by a hunter near Helena, Montana, who claimed he mistook him for a Bigfoot. It's probably because they're all on edge and probably just, but I'm just sorry. Humans are not as big as Bigfoot. So that's so hard to like, I think if you're on edge and you see something move and you shoot it, because that's what they're all trigger happy. Right. Yeah. Not a Bigfoot. It's not not a Bigfoot. Not a Bigfoot. Sorry. Additionally, some have attributed feral humans or hermits living in the wilderness as being another explanation for alleged Bigfoot sightings. Are they nine feet tall? (laughs) Right. (laughs) One famous story, the wild man of the Navidad tells of a wild ape man who roamed the wilderness of eastern Texas in the mid-19th century, stealing food and goods from local residents. Hmm. A search party allegedly captured an escaped African slave who was attributed to the story. Mm. Boo. Boo. 
During the 1980s, a number of psychologically damaged American Vietnam veterans were stated by the state of Washington's Veterans Affairs Director, Randy Fisher, to have been living in remote wooded areas of the state. Sure. That makes sense. That makes but sense. But it's not Bigfoot. They're not Bigfoot. We know it's not Bigfoot. You see a tent. And they're they're usually human yeah. shape. Big they're they're not Bigfoot. They're not Bigfoot huge. is eight to nine feet tall. Yeah. Human men are six feet tall. I think this is so th- when people say this, it's because it's nighttime and people are on edge. And yeah, sure, then you're like, Oh, it's Bigfoot. But no, obviously not. That's a human. That makes more sense. But if if it's something that's nine feet tall, breaking branches, making noises, and you don't see it. Also, no animal sounds. Yeah. When the forest goes that's quiet, right. the goes animals really quiet. are in hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're hiding from yeah, something bigger than them. I, I get it, but it's stupid. Okay. Then we have Peridolia. Peridolia. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write this down and I looked up how to say it and You're I can't cute. see it. <laughs> but this is seeing faces in objects oh, that, that aren't real. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that's another thing. It's like, oh, you're seeing like a big rock and it looks like it has a face. So therefore so it's, Bigfoot. it's Bigfoot. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. They call them blob squatches. <laughs> and you see like a shape and you think that it's Bigfoot, but it's a blob squatch. And now I want to crochet a blob squatch. <laughs> <laughs> Because that just sounds like a fun name. So there are a gajillion hoaxes, which yep. I don't have time to go into because we're already like having a super long. That's okay. Super long thing. Maybe we can get into that next time. So a lot of people will say that there's a, a ton of hoaxes out sure. there where and there people are. are creating their own taxidermies of Bigfoot or they are making Insane. their own footsteps or just recently... There's a YouTuber named Coyote Peterson, and he actually said this in the video. He's like, what if I found this? But the clickbait, he used it as clickbait. He Ugh. said he found a Sasquatch skull. I while hate he was in, those. Right? They're so terrible. He right. did not find it. <laughs> that actually made it into this Wikipedia page, which is hilarious. Me? I love oh, it. Gosh. But yeah, so there's a gajillion hoaxes. People okay. want to yeah, make say, money. hey, I found Sasquatch. They want to so be they're gonna in the fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Here's another fun one. So, but this is a real thing. So uh, Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Mm. So Bigfoot proponents, Grover Krantz and Jeffrey H. Born, <laughs> Born Identity, both believed that Bigfoot could be relict population of the extinct Southeast Asian ape species, Gigantopithecus blackie. According to Byrne, G. Blackie may have followed the many other species of animals that migrated across the Bering Land Bridge mm. to the Americas. Mm-hmm. To date, no giant gigantopithecus fossils have been found in the americas in asia the only recovered fossils have been of mandibles and teeth Hmm. leaving uncertainty about g blackie's locomotion krantz has argued that g blackie could have been bipedal based on his extrapolation from the shape of its mandible however the relevant part of the mandible is not present in any fossils. Huh. So the more popular view is that G. Blackie was quadrupedal as its enormous mass would have made it difficult for it to adopt a bipedal gait. Interesting. Yes. Huh. Okay. 
So Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Right. Here's another one. Extinct hominidae. <laughs> hominidae. <laughs> I'm hominidae. An extinct hominidae. Okay. Primatologist John R. Napier and anthropologist Jordan Strasberg have suggested a species of Paranthropus as, a, did I say that right? Paranthropus. <laughs> I'm never going to say that right. As a possible candidate for Bigfoot's identity, such as Paranthropus robustus, with its gorilla-like crest skull and bipedal gait. Despite the fact that fossils of Paranthropus are found only in Africa. Michael Rugg of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum presented a comparison between human Gigantopithecus and Meganthropus skulls. Okay, I've heard that one. Reconstructions made by Grover Krantz. In episodes 131 and 132 of the Bigfoot Discovery Museum show. Wow. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot enthusiasts that think Bigfoot might be the missing link between apes and humans have promoted the idea that Bigfoot is a descendant of Gigantopithecus Blackie, but the ape divergent from orangutans around 12 million years ago mm. and is not related to humans. Yeah. Some suggest Neanderthal, Homo erectus, or Homo heidelberginus. <laughs> Heidelberg. <laughs> That's from Germany. From Germany to be the creature. But like all other great apes, no remains of any of the species have been found in the Americas. Wow. So they think that he might be the missing link. Okay. Right? I think, I, I think there's some truth to that one. Yes. My favorite one that I'm going to touch on briefly and one that I want to dive in Okay, is that, and this is one that I've just heard recently, there have been a lot of links between Bigfoot and UFO sightings yes. that tend to happen around the same time. Yes. So there are a couple theories that this follows. Is this Mothman? Bigfoot <laughs> is an alien creature. Okay. Or Bigfoot, this is another one that I heard, Bigfoot is what we were before aliens came and messed with humans and made us more intelligent so we are descendants of bigfoot but we have been changed by the alien races okay. to be more intelligent and evolve away so they helped us from smarter. bigfoot so that's how we're related to bigfoot because we are both humanoids yeah but they made us smarter and turned us into Thank humans you, aliens so that's another <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole other podcast oh no so okay i'm exhausted now <laughs> angela this is amazing there's so there's much so background much, and i like barely scratch any of the surface of bigfoot yeah right so there's so much more there are so many groups like the brfro like yeah. i talked about if you want to read sightings which i would love to do a big sightings report where we just talk about sightings of, of where bigfoot you can go to the brfr website okay and spend a day enjoying reading all of these that. sightings because oh they're all gosh. listed on there it's so much fun and there's so many documentaries and there's so much to cover with bigfoot and we will revisit him more because i love him i would love that i'm so excited this just kind of <laughs> like you said it scratched the surface i was like there's so much that i didn't know yeah and now i'm like i just i want i want more and I've, i have seen some you know documentaries and things here and there but uh -huh. this is so cool i'm so glad we're, we're starting this <laughs> oh my god you look I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I need more coffee. Yes. Did you even touch your coffee this whole episode? I, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I'm trying. 
<laughs> okay, but this is long enough. We got to okay. dive into movie time, and we will revisit Bigfoot more. Yes, we're gonna come back to this. We will come back if there. If you guys have Bigfoot stories, or if you want us to touch on anything in particular in yeah. Bigfoot and help guide our journey as sure. we bring back this subject like more and episode more. Eight thousand because we're gonna have so many of them. Right, yeah. right. Please drop us a line at theominousstitch at gmail.com and let us know yeah, yeah. what Bigfoot you want us to talk about because Bigfoot exists all over the world. Everywhere. Everywhere. So we can talk about, I don't know, he's everywhere. Um, um, Abominable Snowman. The Abominable Snowman, yes. He's related. Yes, yes, yes. He reminds me of Monsters, Inc. Oh, I know. <laughs> don't eat the yellow snowman. <laughs> Yay, okay. Good job, Angela. <sighs> I'm exhausted, but let's dive into movie. We have one more thing to do. Yes, it's movie time. It's movie time. Movie time. Movie time. This week's movie, because of our theme, we watched Willow Creek. Willow Creek was released in 2013, IMDb rating of 5.1 stars, and the synopsis, a man and his girlfriend camp in the woods to capture first-hand evidence of Bigfoot, directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Is it really? You didn't know that? No. <laughs> that made this movie so much better for me right now. I love that. It just bumped up your rating. Oh, it totally did. It oh, totally did. You're funny. Yep. This was directed by him. I love that. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, it's very much like the Blair Witch Project in that it's trying to be found footage. Very shaky camera Doesn't work. Doesn't make any sense to me because <laughs> who found the footage? Because <laughs> if you watch this movie, you're like... Yeah, the, okay, so the whole idea <laughs> the whole idea is that there's a Bigfoot enthusiast and his girlfriend doesn't believe in Bigfoot, right. but he's trying to convince her that Bigfoot and is real. And she's going along with him. She's going along with it because she just wants to go camping with her, with her, her boyfriend. Her and, yep. Yeah, and, and have a good time with him. And so he goes to he goes to Bluff <laughs> Creek because he wants to follow the the trail right. that Roger Pattinson and Bob Giblin took when they got the the, the famed film footage right. of the of female the, Sasquatch. That's right. So they go on and they interview a bunch of people and make it try to seem like it's real. They show like murals of Bigfoot. Yeah, they're going all around Willow Creek, which yeah. I, I love that because you get to see the town and how quirky that's it true. is. And that's true of any California town. <laughs> I'm sure it goes like straight up the coast to wherever Sasquatch is seen. Right. These little towns really embrace him, mm -hmm. really celebrate Sasquatch, really like there's statues everywhere. There's murals mm -hmm. everywhere. There are hotels that are themed after Bigfoot. There's a bookstore that's themed after Bigfoot. Right. There are restaurants. There's a Bigfoot burger in the movie. That's right. That I'm sure burger is a sandwich. Willow. Bigfoot sandwich? No, it's a burger. Oh, it's a burger. It's okay. a burger. And the bun is shaped like, like a foot. foot. Yeah. yeah. And there's like musicians making songs about it. Yeah. 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 So they do that and then they finally get to the woods and they're told by some what they call hillbilly to turn around and it was just so over the top. Yeah. <laughs> that one like get out of here. He's like he like, like taps him. He like, can't tell him to get around. Get yeah, out. He it's, doesn't belong. It's a national park. I was going to say he doesn't own the land. Yeah, he doesn't own the land. That was so stupid. He's allowed to be there. Yeah, that was really stupid. And so they turn around. He's like, I know a way. I know a way to get <laughs> in. Know a way. I don't know. I don't That's know. So funny. And I'm going to get into why this irked me too. So he gets in <laughs> and he's like driving on this like backpack. Or she is. Or no, he is. Or she's she's driving. He's driving. Yeah. And she's, she's scared. And he, they finally make it to their destination to get out and hike to 
where they're trying to go. The film yeah, location. they have like a three to four hour hike in. Okay, to get to yeah Bluff Creek, yes. the filming location. Yeah, uh, and then they camp for the night at one place, right? <laughs> and like, I swear to God, half the movie is just them in the tent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which I I was reading reviews about this. And uh-huh. They're like, oh, it's just so cool because it's cinematic. You're you're relying on sounds, and I was like, no, they're just sitting in a tent. Like, cool. She's like freaking out, and you hear sounds, and you, so it's all these like they you know, try to make you care about them the whole yeah. first half of the movie, like setting it up like, oh, this is this great couple. couple that are relatable, Aww. and they're meeting all these people, and they're trying to do this cool thing. And then he proposes to her in the tent, <laughs> and she says no, she's which is like, my favorite part she's of the like movie. Smiling it's the so whole funny. time, it was so funny. She's like smiling and like ah, uh, uh, like awkwardly, she's like, like I, I, I really care to, about you. Yeah, I really care about you. Like you don't love him? Yeah, no, yeah. I really care she about loved you. Him, yeah. And she's like, but I want to move to LA so I can be an actress. And yeah. he's like, well, I'll move with you. And you know what's hilarious about that whole part? Like at the beginning, how he's like ranking on LA. He's yeah. Like, oh, LA people. He's trying to be famous. He's trying to like right. I'm like, so I don't you understand are that. Very LA, sir. Yeah. <laughs> He's very LA. That, I was so bad about that. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of, I kind of turned off and checked off in the movie. When they got to <laughs> I mean, I checked off at the beginning too, but because they really took forever just to even get there, like yeah. to get to the. But they're in the tent for like for like twenty five minutes, just sitting there. And we're watching them scared and like hearing footsteps. You can't and, really hear what they're. No, whispering. you can't. You can't hear any. And you hear a woman crying. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But then you just like, ah, like a rock gets thrown at their tent and she like right. flips out and you just watch them just the whole time. This reaction. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then they finally get out in the morning. It's dawn and they get out and they're hiking and they're lost. And I'm like, okay, so here's where I'm, I'm mad at. Okay, okay. I'm ready. They find evidence. They're like, oh, oh, this is evidence. There's, there's hair on this tree. Right. And right. so he gets out his gloves and he gets up mm-hmm. bags and he's got all this stuff ready to collect evidence, right? Right. One, why doesn't he have a compass on him of all shitty things <laughs> to right. go hiking? And they were warned like several times like, yes. you need to be an experienced hiker to get to this spot. Yes. It's not for the faint of heart. Make no. sure you're well equipped and well, su- well supplied. Yes. You got to know what you're doing you gotta if you're know. there. He's got equipment to collect Sasquatch stuff, but he doesn't have equipment to go hiking. Right. And this is what... <laughs> 2013 yes they had cell phones they had cell phones you could have put a yeah you I could mean, have put a navigation if, thing even or, if it, it doesn't work thing. or something yeah. even it's just a freaking compass you can put a compass on your phone for crying out yeah. loud and that drove me crazy <laughs> <laughs> so mad and he knew how to get everywhere uh-huh did he have a map or something like even just a physical map they like, weren't using one so right. and they were warned that there's no trail there's you're no kind trail. of bushwhacking in there so it's like why weren't they marking a trail as they were Something. going in they were being stupid I'm yeah just, i was really mad about that i'm like yeah this movie doesn't make sense because the whole time i'm like stuff. dude be careful what you're looking for be careful what you wish for yeah he didn't have any weapons mm-hmm. oh bears I'm like then why wouldn't you've had like like a flare, a flare gun. gun yeah flare gun axe something that usually you take when you go camping like mm-hmm. i got really and then i was like okay then i really turned off <laughs> <laughs> totally unprepared unprepared mm-hmm. and then i had to read like i looked up the stuff like the synopsis because i didn't get the ending i was like why why is there a, a naked woman do you remember seeing that like they at the end there was a naked woman 
You need to rewatch it. I somehow, how did I miss that ending? I don't know. I was crocheting while I was watching it. <laughs> I think I was just like, Meh. okay. So, okay. Towards the end, I heard her screaming. So, yeah, in okay. the tent, right? You hear a woman and da da da. Okay. They're like running around in the dark. They're right. Running right, around right, right, and right. they're running around. And then, right before the, the, the boyfriend like falls and gets dragged off, right? There's an image of a woman. Oh, is that the woman that was missing? There the you beginning? go. Okay. Which I didn't even connect. So are they just collecting the women and killing the men? Yes. Oh. That's what they're leading to. Okay. So Bigfoot is a normal a man. Womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> a normal man that's normal man. Doesn't know how to it's get the women. Scary man that was trying to Oh. So anyway. That's what I was like. Are you kidding me? So Blair Witch to me was better because <laughs> Blair Witch was better because after I saw Blair Witch, I had to sleep with the lights on in well, my it was original for days. It was original and listen to the radio for months. Okay, yeah, because it was the first of its kind. It, yeah, because there was no ending. And when I yes. when I watch scary movies, like I need the bad guy to get it in the end. Right. I need some resolution. Sure. And there was no resolution no. For, for Blair Witch. And it was very creative at the time. At the time with the shaky camera yes. work. And like, yes, you, you felt like you were you part felt, of the, yes. that group. Yes. This one was like exactly the same, but worse. Yeah, it didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. It didn't do it. Was it was shaky. It you wasn't screaming. Scary. You're like, what, what's going on? Their performances weren't as believable yes. as the teenagers. It didn't feel as real. It felt like they were actors acting. Yeah, because they were too pretty. And putting on this. <laughs> they were too pretty. <laughs> this kid, this pretty guy people is, don't go into the woods. <laughs> pretty people. Well, I mean, he was trying to do a documentary. So like, I guess, you know. I know, but it just didn't, it didn't fly for me. I was so mad at it. When they got in the tent and I was, they were in there for like forever. I was like, I wanted to turn it off so bad. But I had to watch it because of you. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm trying to go on theme. And I no, was no, like, no. okay, well, I haven't seen Willow Creek. And it's a Bigfoot movie. Right. And it's about people getting hunted by a Bigfoot. Yeah. So, okay. The it's a horror movie. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to watch it for you guys. So you don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, it is free on Tubi. On Tubi. Yeah. yeah. It's free on Tubi. Or on Amazon Prime too. Which I d yeah. didn't realize I should have just done that too. Yeah. I, it's fine. It, it worked either way. I would have rather watched <laughs> Bigfoot documentaries. Like I think yeah. that would have been so much We'll more do that the next time that we're watching because there's some I, good ones, right? There's some really insane. I believe in Bigfoot. I sure. believe that, that I, I can't imagine there being so many sightings of this creature right that are not real right. i don't know who bigfoot is and where he comes from there, he's got to be real there's something like, there's something there's something out mm -hmm. there but anyway this movie's not so <laughs> <laughs> so how many stitches would you give oh this movie Nicole? it's like mothman oh, it's even no. like worse i don't know 0.5 we are not good with the cryptid movies <laughs> we should have watched like harry and the henderson or something. i would have watched that too <laughs> i would have totally watched that and i've been like oh this is awesome but it's not a horror movie because that's, not our, a that's our theme movie, yeah. so uh yeah 0.5 stars point stitches five. And, um, not even a full stitch no no, I would never watch that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault it's at all. It's a slip either. stitch. It's a slip stitch. <laughs> Even slip stitches are awesome. So anyway, how many how many stitches would you give it? Uh, I was going to at least give it like a two because, okay. you know. It's because of Bobcat, huh? 
Yeah, he upped it from a one. Okay. Because I love Bobcat. He's so funny. I mean, he not not this but, is not against him. But yeah. you know. The I didn't see the naked lady, so but I did see <laughs> the guy getting it. dragged off. Yeah. And I thought it was cool the way they did like the vocalizations and the tree knocking sure. and they did the the rocks and all the things that you associate they try to keep with it Bigfoot. Authentic, yeah. I liked all of the um the songs were really fun. Oh, they were hilarious. <laughs> and I liked the when they were doing the research at the beginning, it was very like authentic, like how sure. you would go into a Bigfoot documentary. So it was kind of fun to see okay. the area and see all of that. Yeah. When they got into the tent, that's when it got slow. Oh my gosh. That I think that was kind of on purpose because it was meant to be like amateur footage and not edited footage. Right. Okay. You know, it wasn't edited. Full circle. How did they find the footage then? Somebody went to Bluff Creek and found their camera because I feel like that camera like landed in their nest or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how okay. they found it, but you know, anyway, whatever, whatever. We'll figure that they found it. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, next time we're going to watch a better movie. So not an exciting Bigfoot movie, <laughs> but an exciting Bigfoot podcast. So oh, thank yes. you for joining us for another one. Thank if you. If you want to support our wonderful little podcast, please go jump over to our Podbean. Um, you can find us at podbean backslash TOS. Yes. And then you can find our little patron page right there. Become a patron. Help patron. support us. We will send you free stuff. Please. And yeah. we will make you free stuff. We love making things. And we will give you shout outs. Shout outs. And we will thank you and love you forever. Because Always. it is just the two of us doing this little podcast. Yeah. We would love to have your support and have your friendship. And if you don't want to support us financially, you can always just email us or comment on any of our socials. Because yeah. we would love to connect with people of our community. We love it. So you can find us at any of the social medias, The Ominous Stitch Podcast. And you can also email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. And look for the Sasquatch. Look for the Sasquatch. We're going to be giving him away. He's such a cute little derpy guy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, that was Sasquatch and not my dog that time. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's it. We've come to the end of an, another exciting episode. So until next it. time, we'll see you, Stitchers. Oh.